All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Precision Rifle Channel podcast. I am here with the infamous Justin Shireman and Matt Perry from Oklahoma. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing? Doing great. Doing good. Doing good. Nice. I want to first off thank both of you guys very much for being on the show. I know we've been talking about getting together for a little while here. We've got a couple of uh, important topics that I want to hit and touch on today. But before we get into that, there have been so many new shooters in the sport of precision rifle. And you guys as OGs, they may not know who you are. So um, Matt or Justin, why don't one of you guys kind of give us a, a brief rundown of who you are and or who you guys are. And that way the, the audience will be familiar. You want to start it off, Justin? Sure. Uh you know, uh, one of the, what I'd call the original Okies, you know, back in the day, that's what uh, you traveled to matches and you were one of the seven or eight Okies that shoot, showed up. So I started, uh, I think, uh, the very first uh, big national level match that uh, Rich and those guys tried was about 2010 or 2011, somewhere in there. And uh, I hit it hard, uh, you know, going to matches coast to coast. Uh, back when there was only one uh, rifle uh, series uh, that that was uh, 2018 or 2017 was the last one I went hard for five years and made the uh, the big year in finale for each of the five years and I got two girls and uh, stuff that I needed to do around here so just kind of kick back and and uh, went, uh, now all I do is, is hunt and go to a few little jackpots or our local Oklahoma little weekend club matches, but uh, even very seldom of those, maybe two matches a year or something. So it was good while it lasted, but uh, you're right. I've been out of the game a little bit. I keep up with, uh, with what you guys are doing and a few of the, a few of the guys that I still know that compete uh, through Facebook or Instagram, you know, but uh, kind of out of the game now for about three years, I guess and miss it at times but man it's it's all about uh getting out in the woods and and using those skills you know and teaching my girls how what wind and mirage and all that stuff is during hunting season is where it's at for me now so that's uh kind of short of it for me go ahead perry uh yeah i uh started oh probably around 2008 or nine in the same time frame kind of we we all started together actually as a group, just a bunch of old guys out here in the country shooting, and then we found out that there were more, there was more to be had. So we ended up going to some rifle matches, and they were kind of exclusive back then. They were nearly invites only. Uh, they filled up pretty fast, and then it got to be kind of a standardized deal whenever Rich Emmons put it together as a series, and then uh, shot it. Kind of went hard at it. Uh, ended up in a top ten. PRS got one of the black bullets. What year was that, Shyman? It was in Tehachapi. That was the year that Ashita showed up out yeah. there, I think. I that think that was, was uh, 15. 14 or 15. Yeah. 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 And uh, had a pretty good run of it. And like Justin said, hit it pretty hard for a little bit. And it gets kind of, it can wear on you, especially if you've got kids at the house and a wife waiting on you all the time. Uh, so I kind of dialed it back a little bit. I shoot some local matches still have a lot of fun and focus mainly on my girls and other people's kids and up and coming shooters. We see a lot of new shooters in Oklahoma. It's growing pretty fast around here still. So 
I spend a lot of time with new guys. They come out to the shop several times a week. I own Perry Custom Gun out here. And, uh, we, you know, we get them dope, get them on zero, show them what they need looking for. And, and try, to, try to get them on the right pay. Try to get them started off on the right foot. I hate to see people beat their head up against the wall if they don't have to. Yes, sir. So our audience might be asking the question, why do we have a couple of OGs on the show that aren't competing on a national level or aren't really competing as active as they once were? And the answer is pretty simple. You guys run the OPPS Young Guns match. Now, what is that all about? Because I know what it is, but tell our audience because I'm super excited about this program. Okay, well, uh, and Justin's got a lot to say about it too, but uh, my take on it is w when we started this event, there was a there was a, kind of a little bit of a gap in, in kids coming up in the sport. It's real difficult for young kids to shoot off of barricades and do some of the things that a lot of people do at national matches. So I, I was kind of thinking about it a little bit and figured out there had to be a way to get it a match where you judge kids against other kids and uh, called Justin just kind of out of the blue one day. I'm sure it probably struck him a little bit, but, um, and kind of ran my idea by him where, where it was just kids competing. And we, and then he said, man, that's a great idea. And we started working together kind of through text and, and phone calls and stuff periodically on setting it up in a way where it would be fair for everybody. And that's the most difficult part is, kids that our minimum age is eight at the first of the year and there are our top end is 18 so making it work for kids all the way from eight to 18 was the hill to climb basically and keep it interesting for everybody so and i mean we all had me and justin both had equal input on that deal he'd bounce stuff off of me i bounced stuff off of him and finally we came up with the format that we have and we've had the same a relatively the same course of fire every year we've changed it up last year we had a mover in there and that and it was kind of neat it give the give those participants a little bit different look at it and it was kind of exciting for them you know kind of give them a little bit something new to look for and challenge them a little bit more and uh, so it worked it worked out pretty good this year we changed the entire venue and made it a little bit different for everybody uh and everybody that showed up this year had really positive things to say. They liked the venue. It was kind of in, uh, it's a little bit west of, or east of Woodward, in between Woodward and Enid, about midway. And it's got a lot of what you'd call small buttes. They got uh, jiprock capstones on top of red cliffs and things for a back backstop. It's right on the Cimarron River. It's really pretty. It was pretty easy to set up. We had it all within a couple hundred yards. There was nobody that had to walk a long ways from one end to the other. Had 11 courses of fire, wasn't that right, Justin, this year? Yeah, 11 stages, yeah. And uh, those kids shot it really well. Every year that we've hosted this thing, we always shoot the OPPS finale the next day on the same course of fire. Now, those kids don't have to shoot off of the barricades and props and stuff. We start them all prone. Okay. But they're relatively close to what the pros i don't know who won the oppS championship this year do you yeah it was uh Carson Rutherford Carson Rutherford yeah that's right yeah. so i mean our, our those kids scores were not a lot less than that 
so it, it's kind of doing what we want. We, it's getting those kids in, into the sport, depending on level with other other children. Uh, I don't have the exact score. Justin can probably remember, but the, the even the eight, uh, ten and under group, which would be eight to tens, shot within a few points of the eighteen and under this year. So they all had a pretty fair shake at it, uh, and that that was what we wanted to do in the beginning was give every one of them a chance to do well. So we, we tried to standardize it where we would work with all age groups. And I, I mean, you're talking about last year, I think did Carson shoot it last year? Yep. 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 Yes, he did. So I'm talking about a guy that won the OPPS championship with a small feet that shot our youth match last year. And now he didn't even win it last year. Did no. he? No, he didn't. So, I mean, and it gave it gave him the look up and got him going in in the national level competitions, and it's kind of what we're looking for, trying to get kids interested, give them a good time, let them get, compete against other people of their same skill level, and let them all have a chance at it. And there wasn't anything like that out there, and still to this day, I haven't seen anything that that's come close. Now, as far as I know, you guys are the only ones doing this on a organized um, uh, level, and so I have a, I'm going to play devil's advocate. I'm going to play a parent who knows nothing about this sport. I'm going to come to you guys, Justin, Matt. Hey, I'm really interested in getting my son. He's 15 years old in this sport. What kind of rifle or what setup, what do I need to get my son so that he can be competitive at your match? Well, we try to tell them to bring a scope that they can dial and have a hundred yard zero and uh, can land on a berm out to a thousand. We, we try to keep it around a thousand yards at the long, long end. Um, that works pretty good. Pretty good for us. Uh, for those, for those kids, we, we have some guys around every year that have rifles and ammunition. And if somebody shows up and they're not equipped to be competitive, we, and we have in the past put, I think Adam Roy helped out a couple of kids one year. We, we have a couple of guys and we put them with those kids and sent them around that course of fire so they could have a, a real chance at it. They didn't show up with their own gear and stuff, but they still got to play. Now, we, we, don't, we don't recommend you do that. We want you guys to get your own stuff and get started off on the right foot. But if somebody happened to show up and they weren't ready to compete at the level that they need to be, we're going to make sure they have a good a fair shake. So when we're talking about these rifles, are we talking about more hunting style rifles or are we talking about more of the PRS NRL race guns? I say that most of those people are shooting a friend of theirs or their parents race. gun. Okay. So like a six, uh, a six millimeter variant or something of that nature. Most of the time. Yeah. Uh, I think Madeline won it a few years ago with the 223 AI. Nice. So, you know, anything with light recoil is important. On the other hand, what that girl from Moreland shoot a 25 WS? Yeah, we like two years ago we had a girl show up with uh, her dad's hunting rifle. It was a seven short mag with a break on it, and the poor girl got beat. The, I mean, just the hell beat out of her all day, but she was a little bruised up, but she was still smiling at the end of the day. She hit some stuff. So uh, kind of like Matt said, it's it's mainly your your uncle's, your buddy, or your dad's gun. 
or, uh, you know, you, you might have, you know, maybe a 308 here and there from somebody that uh, just wants to come. But for the most part, it's it's your normal PRS or uh, NRL type rig, you know, your race guns. Uh, my my one of my daughters has shot a 223 Ackley every year in it and done well. It's they're not outgunned too much, you know. Right. So, so is this open to anybody or any kid in the country, or they have to be from Oklahoma, or how's that work? Oh, it's nationwide. How many states we have last year? Five. This seven. Year? Uh, seven states is our record. I think this year we had five, but that that's a big thing. But we've tried to get the word out. You know, there's some assumption that you got to be a, a OPPS member to come shoot that thing, and that's far from it. We've had, you know, uh, Wes Rowland wasn't able to make it this year, but he brought his boy out last year. Right. Uh, Curtis Winter um, shot it a few years ago. We we get a few from down in Texas. Uh, you know, Rich has showed up a couple years. We got a big van from Nebraska that shows up every year. Eggers, yeah. Eggers, Eggers, and yeah, yeah but uh, yeah, they got shoot man between the Copleys, the Eggers, uh, man, and uh, Kepler's man. They bring a whole van. They'll load up after a football game on Friday night and drive all night and roll in there at daylight ready to shoot <laughs> every year. They've never missed one. You so, officers yeah. their championship, so they they pack it up and drive all night. And we've had the the South Dakota boys come down last year. One them one. Yeah, yeah. Michael Kane's uh, he come down. He did win it. He did win it. And I haven't talked to Mike this year. Of course, the COVID crap's got everything screwed up right. this year. Right. We was down a little bit on attendance, but man, we've had them show up from everywhere. And and that's kind of the thing going back to what Perry said on the course of fire. It is extremely hard to set up a course of fire that'll challenge a nine-year-old girl that is seldom shot and an 18-year-old guy that's going down the road to NRL matches, you know. And it when is. it's all prone, all prone, and 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 uh, very generous time limits, we want them to come. Well, they come to shoot. They didn't come to run out of time. So. Uh, but what I was getting at there, even these guys that we just named that have shot your big time matches around the country and to tell us how good a course of fire it is and how great it is. You know, we had Jim C show up when he, when he still lived here and he, he even made the trip from Iowa a couple times, him and Danny, you know, yeah. but it's, uh, we're doing something right and that's not to toot our own horn but we learned from that first one and and by the second one i think we kind of had it figured out on what we'd have done different and and like perry said we've kind of left it the overall general same course of fire with with uh some switching distance and target size to kind of separate the field but there's uh you know a bunch of know your limit stuff where you hit to move on or, or one time through the rack, whatever, that's the same distance, kind of let them get some hits, you know? And uh, we've usually the bottom tier, your less experienced people or the ones that get beat for the day are still hitting 30, 40% of the targets, you know? So, that's and of awesome. course you throw, you throw the other variable in the Oklahoma wind and uh, <laughs> you never know what size targets to throw out there, but that's, uh, that's just part of it. It, it's yeah. the Oklahoma win that scares most people away from Oklahoma. Yeah. 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 You better bring your win game. You never know when you're going to need it. Now for your youth match, do you, or for this match, do you allow coaching on the clock or are they on their own? Yes. The, yeah, we, the, Dustin can explain that probably a little bit better, but go ahead. So the rules are you can do anything you want to help your kid and you take as much time as you want before the clock starts. 
now granted we're not you know i mean we gotta if somebody's just having hell you gotta do something but we haven't had that issue but the rule is once time starts you can do anything you want except look through the scope and pull the trigger okay so once once they're on the clock you can't get down and line them up with your scope but you can dial you can help them run the bolt if it's dirty and you can whatever anything goes because like i said we want the kids to shoot we didn't right. we didn't set it up for them to run out of time and only get to shoot 40 rounds on a day so anything goes so you can give them wind calls and and the whole nine yards anything yes yep and nice. and your your 18 year olds you know i mean carson carson was there helping uh helping one of our opps members this year you know and you know he's back there behind a spotter and you can walk them in or whatever and that's good you know now you you put that in perspective and i i had a nine-year-old shooting it this year and she doesn't she's not she doesn't know what three tenths left is yet you know so you got to kind of where to aim and all that but that's another one of those challenges those 17 and 18 year olds are gonna they're gonna rock it pretty good when you got a spotter back there walking them in but uh it, it's overall it's about as best as you can as you can make it work so did correct me if i'm wrong did you say that majority of the positions are position i mean are prone not positional That's all right. of them yeah everyone so is it like a troop line type of format no it's a yeah well it's troop lines a lot of the time and then we'll have a tyl and then we'll have man we've even had a chaos in there one year but we always start them prone, make sure they they find the targets on their gun and ask them if they're ready, you know, give them a good chance to kind of get everything situated and then uh, start their time. And we give them four minutes, which is a long time on a troop line. It is. But some don't look through the scope all the time either. And for them to go from one target to the, to the next, I've got my, uh, one of my girls will run her power ring like, Dean Morris, I mean, going out to Barrington, that baby. <laughs> down all the time and back up all the time. Uh, but she dials it down, finds the next target, and cranks it back up. Uh, and the other one, she tracks it really well. She just tracks through a scope a little bit better than the other one. And, I mean, that's just the difference in my two kids, and they're twins. They're the same age. So, you know, some of those kids have a lot diff- lot more difficult time tracking those targets so you have to give them a lot of time and give them a little bit of help and kind of you know i hear a lot of those fathers while they're on the spotter coaching them into where the next target is you know it's up and left a little bit you know it should still be in there and things like that the idea is that every kid gets to shoot every round at every target and then the most hits wins nice nice so the whole goal of of this is to get more kids involved in the sport and Mm -hmm. I know Carson very well. I, I've stayed at his parents' house, um, watched him, you know, win championship after championship as a young gun in the NRL, and and he's he's got to be a, a huge success story for you guys. Um, but is that is that common? Do you see a lot of the youth from your matches move on to centerfire stuff or or larger centerfire matches, or do they kind of how, how does that work? Like, what's the the natural progression? from your match well i would say it's kind of the jumping off point for a lot of them um it's it certainly gives them a really good taste for it now some of those kids 
are not going to go on to do that. Not all kids want to go on to play traveling softball, right. you know. But uh, if they do want to, or if they get if they get their feet wet and they find out that they like it, it gives them a really good chance to kind of get started. That's the main thing. We want to make sure they're exposed to it. Whether they like it or not is really up to them. What is the level of experience, whether it's plinking in the backyard or hunting, or is there like, is there a certain criteria or anything of that nature? Or can I send my kid over? Well, I don't know if I'd send my kid fresh over to you, Matt, because you're kind of crazy. But Justin, can I send my kid over to you and, and, and you run him through the whole thing, start to finish? Yep, yep, you bet, you bet. Nice. You, you know, it's an interesting thought there. If you think about it, Matt's right, it is kind of a jumping off point for some of them, and we've seen it through the years. But for the most part, the ones that you see further down, I mean, Carson has, sure, he he's all in, but he, he's with his dad, you know, and he's got that tutelage there, you know, where they've right. learned together coming up to the ranks. And, th and that's what we see the most of is, uh, you know, Ella down there, uh, I'll butcher her last name. It's either Kyleberg or Clyberg. They give me hell. But, uh, you know, she comes up every year, and she's shot some national-level matches. You know, those Nebraska guys. I mean, the Copleys and Keplers, man, they were coming to the heat stroke five years ago, shooting it when they were 13 right. years old. So some of that, they're going to – those kids are going to compete whether we have the young guns or not. But this is a chance where they're competing against their peers, the same skill level, where they can really show off, you know, and they're not going out there and, and uh, getting smoked by a top five guy in the world, you know. Right. So I, I think that it's a little bit of a mix of both sides. You know, that kid that won it this year, uh, Colt Williams, uh, he's shot it once or twice before, but I guess he's really come on this year and done well at some national level matches, you know, so he come yes, down and he, he didn't run away with it there. Uh, you know, he shot very well, but it's not like he just skull drug anybody, you know? Uh, but yeah, you give credit where it's due. He wore it out, but, uh, man, he's been shooting against some guys that, uh, you know, are in top 10 year in, you know? So, uh, you, you see a little bit of both, you know, that, that, People they either, I've I've yet to see anybody that showed up and didn't like it and wanted to do it again. You know, you, every year after it's over, before the prize table, we say who wants to shoot again tomorrow, and they all start hollering and screaming and raising <laughs> their hands. They're ready to go. You know, all the dads are wore out and don't have time to load ammo, but most of the time they'd all do it again the next day. Heck yeah! So, are there a lot of young gun females, young ladies that participate? they outnumber the boys actually uh, really well it's at least 50 50 you see a lot of little girls on there and man they they're typically a little bit better shooters uh the reason being girls will take their time and make a good shot every time boys will get frustrated and pull the trigger whether it's right or not right so it's just the difference in the way they they kind of are geared you know um those girls compete very well um uh, Madeline has won the 10 and under once and the 14 and under once. Nice. So, and I mean, within a couple points of the 18, 18 and under that won the entire deal. I think on the year that she won it as a 14, it would have been that guy from uh, Canadian that shoots with tub. What was his name? You remember what that was, Justin, right off your head? Oh, yeah, I can see his face. Uh, good, good kid. Yeah, great uh, kid. 
Uh, he's in college now. Doesn't shoot a whole lot now. I know who you're talking about. I just can't think of it. Starts with an H, I think. Last name. But yeah, he uh, he was a really good shooter and shoots all the time. Or and worked out there with David Tubb shot all the time. She only missed the whole thing by just a couple of points. So, and to boot, the guy that was uh, ten and under had beat her. Was in in between her and that guy. So. I mean, they were all all the top shooters in every division were within just a few points each other that year, for sure. That's awesome. So, I know this year being COVID and you know everything across the board from the your yeah. young gun match to center fire to, I'm sure you know the whole thing has been light on attendance. But on an average year, what kind of attendance are we looking at? We've had about fifty every year, yeah, roughly. I think we might have got up to 55 there like three years ago. Uh, and we, we've tried to do it in the fall. Within a week or two, Oklahoma has a youth hunting season that's that's really big right here in this part of the country. Everybody gets out for youth hunting season. And we try to do it either the weekend or two weekends prior to that. So that's the reason it's kind of there in, in October. But, man, there's a lot of stuff going on in October. You know, lo- lots of stuff, whether it's soccer, softball, lots still going on and to get – 50 and and uh like we said five six seven states you know i'd say we're doing pretty good and what is the cost of admission 40 bucks. 40 40 bucks never changed since since uh year one yeah we give them a lunch and a- awesome what type of lunch are we looking at man i'm a foodie you know i like uh-huh. to eat matt last year we had subway sandwiches a couple of years before that we had uh a lady here in, in Vice, I made burritos for everybody, and they were really good. Nice. Uh, they, they were kind of nice to have because you just kind of pack them up and down the line and, and not have a mess. You know, you didn't have to stop to eat them. You kind of eat them on the go. But And last year, we ended up with Subway sandwiches. Uh, Case Wireline in Woodward has always provided the lunch until this year. Of course, you know, the oil field's kind of in the tank, and things are different for those guys. So, But we still had a really good sponsor showing, even with that being the the truth you know right all of those guys didn't have any money this year you know? <laughs> how does how does sponsorship work for for your match is there a prize table or how does all of that work yeah we set it up as a prize table and, and justin kind of came up with the plan i'll let him explain it to you on how we picked that prize table because it you know we had to make it fair for for all ages and all places right so so it, it gets a little confusing here, but it's not too bad. And and we tried it the first year. We ran it by so the the Oklahoma practical precision shooters, you know, our club puts this match on and, and our club design designates a youth match committee. And that's usually five or six guys. And Perry and I are the co chairpersons of that committee. So uh, we we spread the sponsorship asking uh, out amongst those five or six guys. So we we assign a few guys, a few companies that we've worked with through the years. You get some few guys messaging our Facebook page wanting to donate or whatever, which that means we're getting the word out. But as far as the prize table, we, we ran it by a few guys on the committee, and we tried it the first year, and we've never changed. And it's just like the course of fire. you got to challenge the 18-year-olds and the 8-year-olds. So – we decided that that prize table, we can't have all the 18-year-olds just walking it one after the other. So we separate the age divisions. We have three age divisions, 10 and under, 14 and under, and 18 and under. Okay. We we award 
by age division. First, second, and third. Uh, first place gets a gets a belt buckle. Ray Eads there in Elk City uh, donates a belt buckle and then trophies for second and third. But we do the prize table by score, obviously, but also by division. So we award all the first place get to walk it, and then all the second place get to walk it, and then all the third get to walk it, Whether whatever order they're in, whether it's 10U, 14, 18, or whatever, we do it by place in each division. So if you're fifth in 18U, you're going to walk the prize table 15th down the line, if that makes sense. And that it. spreads it out even, and that way, you know, like uh, – I'm sitting here looking at the scores. Uh, this year, an 18-year-old shot a uh, – well, that might be last year's. Anyway, uh, between 10U, 18, and 14, it was 93, 92, 90. Wow, so, tight. I mean, <laughs> yeah, for uh, – you're talking to somebody that's real, literally 17 versus a 9-year-old, and they're within two points of each other. So, it works out great that you can uh, – that we can just – you do the prize table that way, and then some of the kids are getting the good stuff. But I'll tell you this, and Perry will echo it, you can't imagine. So we, we get a lot of prize uh, – we get a lot of cash on the prize table. Uh, some sponsors donate cash. Our club throws some on. All the entry fees go back that we don't use for food or a T-shirt. So there's a lot of cash on there. And I'm not kidding you, Travis. You might have uh, a dead gum – vortex hd spotter sitting there and some kid might run up and grab an envelope with 200 bucks in it and go back to daddy they just <laughs> that cash i'm telling you and most of the parents are like yeah get whatever you want you know and that's what the beauty is these kids uh knives you know our, our good buddy steve elman horse and lurch knives and and adam roy up in northwest oklahoma make make a knife you know or and those knives are top of the line. Every kid wants a sharp daggum knife. So uh, it's very funny to sit back and watch the prize table go down because you never know what those kids are thinking. And and some of the, some of the dads will, will send them back and say, no, you don't want that. Get that half off an action or whatever. You know, it's just uh, it's, it's very amusing to see. Uh, those $100 bills fly off that table, and then there's a bunch of binos still left up there. You know, it's 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 funny. That's awesome. They're like, I don't need binos. I want to go buy a new toy or some candy yeah. or, <laughs> That's or, right. or whatever. Or I want to go out on a date. Or <laughs> yep. yep, it's pretty humorous, man. That's awesome. So, I mean, you mentioned Vortex and, and cash prizes, and I'm sure all the, you know, the local uh, Oki companies support and and whatnot um this has been going on for how many years now this year was our fifth fifth year fifth year yep oh that's awesome yeah. that's awesome and no i mean no as far as future plans we're going to continue with the same format or any changes have been discussed for 2021 or no now we're going to try to keep it just like it is uh, and and grow it up. It's going to reach a point where, and I hate to see that day where we have to turn somebody away, but uh, it's going to reach a point where we're going to have we may have to minimize it. But as as for now, we're going to keep it going and try to keep it going the way it is for as long as we can. So okay, so Rich Cronister, he's a huge sponsor supporter of the NRL, good personal friend, and he's oh, yeah. the one that kind of helped initiate this podcast uh rich over at short action precision they're one of your sponsors as well um yes. how does their relationship with you work 
Well, Rich usually helps us check everybody in and, and gives every every competitor something. Uh, last year it was t-shirts, and this year it was hats. So that and it's it's something that Dad's not going to get his hands on and use. It's it's for the kids specifically, okay. and that's the reason the way he does it is is so those kids get something with sap on it for themselves. Nice. Okay, and, so. Uh, that's how he does his deal, but um, and everybody, all those sponsors have something, that, a way that they like for their stuff to go, and we we try to do it however they want, you know. Right. The NRL is a huge proponent of youth shooting, and we do everything that we can to support young guns and youth getting into the sport. And nutrition's a big deal to me. Um, some people know, some people don't. I've had health issues for the past year. Diet's a big issue with me. Um, I don't always eat the best because I'm always on the road. Uh, so what I want to do is, as long as the two of you, you know, uh, Matt and Justin, as long as the two of you are, are leading this ship, I know it's going in the right direction. Every year from here on out that you're leading the ship, that the NRL is in business, I'm going to pay for your meals. Oh, man. Really? Uh, all sponsored awesome. meals. Not steak and lobster, but a healthy meal. <laughs> yeah, well, we, you know, we try to give them something they can eat on the range, and it's, it's not going to be, it's not going to be cheeseburgers. It'll be Subway sandwiches or something like that that they can carry up down the line. You know, if it's a healthy, a good healthy meal, that's all I care about. Um, hmm. Sodas, whatever, I don't care, but something, you know, something healthy that's going to keep their bodies growing and keep them strong. Oh, yeah. The NRL, if, if you'll have us, we would love to sponsor your your uh, meals from here on out. Uh, well, thanks. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure, Travis. And and all that means is that that cash that we used to buy lunch this year goes right back on the prize table for the kids. That's all. That's what that means. So, you know, uh, the best of both worlds. So much appreciated for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and whatever we can do as a organization uh, whether it's the NRL or, you know, my media company, Contingency X, if we can help out in any way, you just let us know. And, and you know, I'm we support those organizations that are always doing good. We support the Guardian. We support Competition Dynamics. We would love to be able to support you guys because what you're doing is exactly why the NRL, the NRL 22 started. And for us not to sponsor or to support you guys uh, would be very hypocritical of us and, and, and dumb. So whatever we can do to help spread that word, uh, let's do that. And you know what? Let's do this as well. Let's, let's work on a program offline. Um, I'm going to pay for uh, one kid's entry per class. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so one... One was it ten and under, fourteen and under, and eighteen and under. That's yep. right. Yep. So I'll do I'll do three, three spot sponsorships, one per class, for at least the next couple of years. All right. Yeah. Yeah. How are we gonna fit, determine that? We'll figure that out. I guess. Come on, man. You're a rocket scientist. <laughs> well, I tell you, I'll tell you, I figured out. I got one that's fourteen U and ten U, and Perry's will be moving up to eighteen U next year. So there you go. We'll get our three kids. In there. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We can figure something out, man. We can figure something out on it. Maybe farthest farthest drive or something like that. You know, farthest farthest state away or something. Well, yeah, whatever you want to do, as long as as long as it's not a Carson Rutherford that's going to beat up on everybody, I'm good. 
<laughs> so uh so that's funny because you know he could have he could have due to the rules shot it again this year uh because we go by january 1st what your age of uh, january 1 was and right. he was still 18 and yep. uh, logan Chamberg, our president uh for the oppps uh he was leading our oppps club standings going into the finale and uh Schamberg said listen dude you can't shoot both pick one you get to shoot the finale or the young gun <laughs> so kind of held him back a little bit so but he ended up winning the year end so good for him you know yeah Carson, Carson's a stand-up guy. His dad's awesome. Um, like I said, when I came out there for a Clay Blackheaders match, you know, they opened up their – okay, God honest truth, we got our hotel late because of COVID. And when we got to our hotel, it was not in the best part of town. And we went to dinner with them the night we were going to check in, and they're like, why don't you guys just stay with us? <laughs> and we were like, home-cooked meals with good friends is a hell of a lot better than a – a uh, uh, shanty hotel room in the bad part of town. And yeah, yeah. we had the best time with them. Fresh eggs. Like, we're, we're city folks. So to see, you know, I think that was the first time I've ever seen a green egg, yeah. you know, fresh from the chicken. I was like, what the hell is that? You know? But, hey, those chicken eggs were delicious. So it's all good. Hey, they fried it. Yeah, they, <laughs> they did it up right. It was, it was awesome. So... What do, uh, where can people find out more information about your match? Where can you know where do we send them on social media or is there a website? How does all that work? Well, as of right now, uh, we still have a Facebook page, uh, and you know they're cracking down on everybody all the time. But uh, and it is Young Guns Challenge is the name of our Facebook page. Okay, so that's that's probably been our best avenue uh, so far. We haven't we don't have actually. We don't take any of the money from any of the entries, so we really don't have any capital to operate on, to be right. honest. So we give everything back to those kids. Whatever whatever we don't spend on T-shirts and food, they get the rest of it back. So uh, we haven't ever thought about putting on a website or anything like that. I think we might be able to tag it on to our OPPS phase, our website, but uh, we need to get somebody kind of to do that, you know. And we just haven't ever gone to that extreme yet. But for right now, that's probably your best avenue is go on Facebook and look for Young Guns Challenge. You, you know, know how I roll, Matt. I mean, yeah. every oh, time yeah. I come out there, I do everything I can to, to help you guys. And this mission is is right up our alley. Yeah. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. And I, I don't think you can put your money in a better place, to be honest with you. It's really been good. It's been good for us, and we've seen a lot of people kind of grow because yeah, I don't. Uh, I have absolutely no problem supporting this. You and Justin are, are, are awesome guys. You guys have always treated me personally, um, you know, really well. You've treated the NRL organization with open arms every time we're out there. Every time we see you, it hasn't. It's been a while since I've seen you guys, but uh, you know, every every time I get to see you guys, it's it's awesome. So. Um, we're always going to be here to support you guys. You guys are doing a fantastic job, and we really, really appreciate it. We really don't have any capital invested in it. We've been fortunate enough to use other people's steel, and and one guy we haven't mentioned is Matt Clem. And I know you know Matt and the oh, heat yeah. stroke and how big that is. This is the first year that Clem hasn't hosted it up there on his place, and it's basically due to COVID and the old field. He's been working out of state, away from home for six weeks at a time, and just couldn't commit. So we had to go in a different direction. But man, we have literally 
had very little uh, expense because guys like Matt Clem, I mean, he, you know, that steel set up, but he won't even let us pay for diesel to mow or the paint. You know, he does all that stuff himself. And this year, uh, four or five of us uh, OPPS members, uh, me and Perry and a couple other guys went up there and set up the whole course fire in a day. The club, you know, it's a different year. So Logan and the club bought the paint and, uh, you know, it was was work, but man, the guys are willing to do about anything when it comes to the kids, because you, you will never see at a rifle match, the amount of smiles that you see, like I, like I stated earlier, when some, some 10 year old gets to run up and grab a a cash envelope with a hundred dollar bill in it, you can't believe the smile goes for miles, dude. Oh, dude, ear to ear, it's gotta uh, be. I'm telling you that Rich has been a, you know, I mean, I've talked to Rich quite a bit about it. You know, I mean, this Rich is, this is the second or third year. He's drove up himself to RO uh, because it's that, it means that much to him. And he just goes on and on. And I know he's talked to you about it. So man, guys like that, I'm telling you the ones that have been there, we've had, we've had guys like Rich and them that from day one, whatever you need, you know, uh, we bad. I talked to David Weiss probably once a year, which we should catch up more than that. But man, <laughs> I call him. He's like, man, it's that time of year. Uh, I'll get, I think he overnighted the damn box to me this year. And I mean, we were a month out, but that's how passionate guys like that are, you know, yes, sir. uh, that, that have seen it. So it's a good deal, but, uh, Clem for sure needs to be recognized there. He's, he's, uh, doing what he can for his family now, but man, it's, uh, we'll probably, we'll be back there before, you know, in the future, just, we need a little better times, you know, you know, that that's one thing I'll say about the Okies is I've traveled all over the country and OPPS is one of those organizations that they, you guys are truly our family. You know, um, some of the things that I've seen you guys do besides shooting, besides your shooting skills, but just, you know, how you open up your arms to people that, you know, you don't really know. He stroke, you know, back in 15 or 16 was one of the first matches I filmed and everybody was open arms. Um, you know, I'm, I'm great friends with a lot of, a lot of the Okies. Um, but you guys do it like no other, you guys really are an awesome club. Um, the OGs to, you know, the, the new guys, you guys are, are just badass. And so whatever I can do, uh, personally and, and from the NRL side, you know, when you talk about, you know, giving everything back, that's the same way the NRL is, you know, I, um, I was fortunate enough at a time to be able to start the NRL and I'm fortunate enough now where I don't have to take a paycheck. None of us take paychecks from the NRL. We give everything right back to the sport and, mm-hmm. Our mission is to help the sport grow, and you're part of that mission now. So, if, like I said, if you'll have us, we'll, we'll be there for you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Have you? So, well, uh, I'll throw another one out there for you. Uh, Perry knows I like telling stories, but man, that's that's something about these Okies that uh, you know I, I've seen it, which uh, they you know Tate or Austin didn't get to make it this year, but man, the past few years. We were talking about who, how you kind of have this mentor or an adult with you, you know. I think Perry had one of his girls. Uh, I think Austin uh, helped her the whole match. I know Clem had his boy 
uh, Tate was helping him. So how would you like to show up and say, hey, hey, Tate or Austin, why don't you help my kid? You know, hell, I might hire one of them for next year, you know, to make those. You're talking about some of the best shooters in the country that show up and whether yeah. RO or, or, or help an extra kid or, or somebody they never met. I mean, it really is. It's a, it's a, it's a damn good deal for sure. Dude, and, that, and like we spoke about Carson helping the kid this year. I mean, there, yeah. there's another example right there, you know, so. I would love to take lessons from any one of those guys, including Carson, because they all kick my ass on the field. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Man, those kids have access to them out here. They're glad to show up and help any chance they get. That's for sure. And, man, you can't beat the people from around here. That's just the way it is. And unless you guys come out and see it for yourself, you, you can't know how good it, how good they are, really. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I agree. Well, we're just about at that time, man. I can't, Justin, Matt, I can't thank you guys enough for spending the hour with us. Make sure you guys stay in contact. We're open arms to you. Um, and, and, again, what you guys have created is just phenomenal. <laughs> excuse me, is uh, just phenomenal, and we're, we're going to be there to support you. So thank you so much for everything that you guys do. Um, I don't know if there's anything you guys want to wrap up with, say, to our audience. or No, you guys are good? Thank you. Thanks for having us on, and I appreciate the support. Man, it means everything to us. Absolutely. Yep. Our, our team is truly honored to be able to help out. So thank you very much, you guys. Uh, for all of our audience that's listening, OPPS, go check them out on social media. Um, they're going to be making some news. We're going to be making some some announcements when they open up registration for 2021. They average about 50, 55 kids per match. Let's see if well, – is there a maximum that you could take? Well, I don't know. We'll, we'll put in more stages if we have to. You know, to okay. make it smooth. We, so, we kind of have a little bit of a backup plan in case we get overrun. So, I don't know. I don't know what it'd be. Well, we'll see. Justin, I don't know if you have gray hair or not. Matt Perry definitely has some gray hairs. Let's see if we can give them more, and let's see if we can get that number up past the 60s, maybe even into the 70s, and give them a little bit of stress uh, and show them some love for all the hard work that they've done. Um, and if I could be out there in 2021, I don't know what my schedule is this far out, but if I could be there, I will be. Um, and you guys, thank you so much. Everyone listening at home, stay safe, continue shooting. We'll see you all at the range. Take care.